Hey, good morning, everybody. John Millen here with Benefit Hackers. Today, I'm going to talk about the value of benefit counseling. This sounds so boring, but just hang with me for a second. If you're a human resources person, a business owner, a CFO, a leader of any people in an organization, I want to talk about what this means in our world. What does benefits counseling mean, right? So just hang with me. I want to explain a scenario that we're going through. This is something that um, we're going through with a nonprofit organization. They have about, oh, about 70 total employees. Amazing. Been around the community for a long time here in Richmond. Highly respected. And in some cases, this is the first time that employees are telling us they've ever had the chance to talk about their benefits with someone other than the HR director or the owner. And when you have 70 people, it's hard for anybody to, to provide that service. So it's, it's, unex, it's, uh, it's not reasonable to think that a human resources person can manage an hour with each person, right? Or half an hour with each person. It's just you just wouldn't get anything else done. So that, that's the service that we have been providing and involved with for 18 years, over 18 years. That's how we started our career is providing benefits that needed a little explanation so we would provide counseling and explain to them how it worked and so when i say benefits counseling i don't want you to think of counseling in terms of like depression counseling right i want you to think about counseling in terms of education engagement information um, connecting the dots um, helping allay fears helping encourage change, helping institute culture, helping reinforce mission. Benefit counseling is probably not the right word. So sometimes I say benefit advisory services or benefit advising or benefit um, support engagement. I know there's different ways, but I want you to just listen to how we do it. This is very different than enrollment, benefits enrollment why I can hire a teenager to enroll someone in benefits what do you want here's the system or you know I'll go into this voluntary carrier platform I'm doing enrolling I'm calling it benefit advising but really all I'm doing is saying what do you want okay I'll make the I'll click the box for you and oh by the way I need to sell you a bunch of stuff to pay for my time not in all cases is that true but that's sometimes that's true right there's a lot of good people so i'm not bashing the entire industry because i started out that way years and years and years ago so i know a little thing about it that's enrolling enrolling is not counseling it is a completely different animal it is totally um different and the skills required to be an effective benefit counselor or advisor is totally different you cannot teach your teenager how to do this or someone out of college like, hey, you're going to all of a sudden be a benefit counselor. Why? Because when you're trying to explain to an employee that has a flexible spending account what that is and why they even need it, that's not enrolling. That's understanding first what is a flexible spending account, having the knowledge base about what it is, how does it work? When does it not apply? When does it apply? And if it doesn't apply for medical, where might it apply for vision and dental or other things? So that's just a one piece. That's a flexible spending account. You're not even talking about a silver level 
national HMO gatekeeper plan or, and I'm just throwing stuff out. Um, that's not what this company has, but you know, you have these nuances, a skinny network or an, an in-network only coverage, no out-of-network coverage or a high deductible HSA plan with a back-end HRA. There's all this complexity that's been built in the system that's complete nonsense. That's my take. There's, you got to do it simple, but to do it simple, it, it takes a lot more energy and effort and thought. Anyone can make things complicated. It takes a genius, as Einstein said, to make things simple. So, benefit counseling, back on task. So we have this nonprofit we've been working with for three months. We had to show first, demonstrate to them that we were a better advisor than who they had. Now, they had a national advisor, national brokerage firm, right? Now, you just heard me talk about brokerage firm, brokers. There's a difference between brokers and advisors. And if you listen to any things that I put out, I put something on LinkedIn recently in a little short video. I don't want a broker. I don't want to be your broker. A broker is someone who just transacts business. I want to be an advisor, someone that sees in the future and gives vision and helps make better strategic decisions. People call themselves advisors and I go, give me re one really good advisory thing you did this week with a client. Give me just one example. And it's crickets because they're not doing any advising. They're, they're just bidding out stuff and, and, and spreadsheeting. Not everybody. Don't get mad at me if you're, an if you're a benefit broker, but just be careful what you call yourself. Um, because if you're not, if you can't rattle off instantaneously 10 things that are strategic advisory ideas just off the top of your head, which I could do easily, then you may not be an advisor yet. You may still just be a broker. And that's fine if you're new. So anyway, so we did, went through this process. We, we enhanced their coverage. We saved them $140,000 off the renewal got it down to a 6% renewal. We eliminated their deductible and did a whole bunch of other stuff to their disability, life, work site, vision, dental, EAP, flexible spending, COBRA, everything. All right, you get the picture. So now it's game time. We're now rolling this out. So it's two parts. Half time is over. We've got the decision. Now it's the second half, three quarter, three quarter, four, to use an analogy. Time for the employee part because it's a this is the piece that people miss. And why do I know? I've been doing it for 18 years. I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of open enrollment presentations and processes. I've been involved in hundreds of them, maybe a thousand or more. After 18 years, that's a lot. So easily, lots of, of context for me and lots of content to put it in perspective. So I'm not just winging this stuff and pre pretending I know what I'm talking about. I have been there. I've paid the price with almost two decades. So if you don't believe me, just believe me for a second that most people, most brokers, advisors, and companies, and owners, and HR, not all, don't be mad at me, but just listen, most of them drop the ball in the second half. Here you go. Um, we're going to post a boring as hell PowerPoint overview from someone that's going to read the slides to you. And we can barely see it on the screen. And I only have a phone, so I can't really get it. And it's who, you know, we're going to do that. And then you need to turn in your paperwork that I'm going to email to you. And I hope you have a printer at home. 
um, because you're in, you own the field and you're a mechanic and you're fixing bridges or cars or trucks or or you're in people's homes taking care of them and you know you got to figure out a way to, to get that stuff back and if you have any questions you know here's the 800 number to our broker down in a different state or here's this generic email that no one uses you can send it to or you can call the HR department that's totally overwhelmed during open enrollment so that's always available I'm giving you some context that's what happens it drops you spend a half a million dollars on your benefits package and you drop the ball when it's the most important part is integrating implementing installing with your employees your employees are an asset your benefits are an investment for some some companies their employees are liabilities they don't view them as an asset they're like i wish i didn't have employees but for this company their employees are an absolute asset without the employees there is no company your building is not an asset your trucks are not an asset your printer is not an asset your fancy signage and marketing slogans are not assets your people should be your biggest asset maybe not if not you can you can turn this off because this message is going to irritate the crap out of you so this company their employees are an asset so now we're educating informing um connecting the dots counseling advising each employee every single employee one on one this is enormously complicated that's why no not many people do it it's too much work they can't handle it like well who in my brokerage house is going to do this uh, we don't have the bandwidth we don't have the people i mean i could have susie maybe take some calls but she does she didn't build the package she doesn't know what they have she has to go to the producer that's out and about somewhere else to get all the answers because they're the only ones that know do you, do you understand the complexity when you hear this stuff thrown around that oh we have enrollment services good you want someone just to check the box then you need an enroller that can be from outside your state outside your community paid a temporary fee or paid a commission to come in one time and enroll that is not what it's about you need you need counseling you need advisory you need to make sure that half a million dollars you spend is is put to good use and the only way you do that is to connect the dots between what you think you designed what you have and convey it to the employees. And that's what we've been doing. This is day 2. Yesterday I had four, no, three of my five employees on the phone doing virtual voice signature so they're not face to face. They're capturing everything which tightens up everyone's responsibility, right? You would think, "Oh, that's easy." Really? If you own the company and you're like, "Hey, every single advisor that I put on the phone, I'm going to everything is recorded and stored and encrypted." So that that brings up the game and I wasn't afraid of that at all. I'm like, "Bring it up because we're doing a good job anyways. Can it be improved? Certainly, but it's being captured for everyone's protection. Someone makes a mistake, someone forgets what they enrolled in, it's being recorded and captured. So, with that, they have to go through the the benefits with each person sometimes over the phone. Now they have a benefit book that we sent out in the mail, a really nice bound color book. We did some we did two group meetings via Zoom. We recorded the group meeting so they can watch it. Now we're doing benefit counseling and this is where the rubber meets the road. This is when the employee says, "You know what? I real case. I a guy had insurance somewhere else and his wife was covered on his plan and they said, "We want to waive everything. We're good." 
And one of my one of my employees, one of my benefit advisors said, no problem, I totally get it, but just to make sure you fully understand what's being made available, because it's different this year, I just need to go through quickly what the options are. Get into the medical and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean there's no deductible? I have a deductible where I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa what is this? I, oh, zero copay virtual care, I don't have that. So in the process of the next hour, they go through, the advisor goes through this couple at home about what's available, which is totally different than what they saw last year because they didn't have any counseling last year. They're a big national firm. It doesn't have the resources to do counseling like this. And the plan, everything's changed for the most part. For the better, it got better. So my point is this. Understand when you hear me say benefit counseling, benefit advisory services, that is not enrolling. At least for me. Now, you will hear enrollment services everywhere, all over the LinkedIn, the YouTubes, the Googles. You're going to hear it from your brokers. Oh, yeah, we provide that. Just understand, it ain't the same. I can hire six teenagers right now to take orders and, and punch numbers in a system and say, what do you want? And here it goes. But when that employee says, you know what, I'm not exactly sure um, – what this employer paid LTD means, how does that work? Their answer is going to be, I have no freaking idea because I'm just an enroller. Hope this helps. Let us know if we can help you. Check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Benefit Hackers. So much content there. I give it away for free to demonstrate we know what we're talking about. Hope I can help you. Have a great day.